Welcome to worship this morning. It's once again very good to be with you all uh, here in the Lord's house to worship Him, to receive His gifts of word and sacrament. I don't know about any of you, but I felt like it was kind of cold outside today. Uh, so why don't we stand up, warm up, shake each other's hands, and welcome each other in the name of the Lord today. of the Luther Service Book. Fixed it. It was my fault. Yeah. Helps if you have it on. Um... As I'm sure all of you are by now aware of the very tragic events uh, that have happened with the Brandon Luft family, Um, Pastor Luft was a former pastor here, I believe from 2003 to 2006. Uh, There is information in your parish callers with regards to funeral times, visitation times, um, as well as information regarding where you may send flowers or memorials. Um, So please make sure that you take a look at that uh, as you leave the worship today. Uh, And we will also certainly be praying for them as well. Uh, Next, your contribution envelopes are in the narthex, so please pick those up. They are just right in the back there. And then tonight we are having a New Year's Eve evening service at 6 p.m. So if you would like to join us for that for a evening of worship and reflection. Uh, Please join us at 6 p.m. tonight. And I believe that is all of the announcements that I have for this morning. So let's open our worship today with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. and We thank you, Lord, that you have called us to be your very own children. Children Lord, who are uh, born not of of a father's will or of natural descent, but, Lord, adopted as your children. Children, Lord, born of the Heavenly Father. So, Lord, we ask now that as we worship you, that you would give us a zeal this morning for your house of worship here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our opening hymn is number 352, Let the Earth Now Praise the Lord, number 352.
Please stand. We begin this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, Almighty God in his mercy has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations. O oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, our Maker and Redeemer, You wonderfully created us, and in the incarnation of Your Son, yet more wondrously restored our human nature. Grant that we may ever be alive in Him who made Himself to be like us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with You in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading today is from Isaiah, chapter 61, verses 10 through chapter 62, verse 3. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exult in my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decks himself like a priest with a beautiful headdress and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its sprouts, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to sprout up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to sprout up before all the nations. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not be quiet until her righteousness goes forth as brightness and her salvation as a burning torch. The nations shall see your righteousness, and all the kings your glory, and you shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. This is the word of our Lord. To us a child is born, to us a son is given. He shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Sing to the Lord a new song. Our special music today is a bell solo by Lord Heaven, Be Thou My Vision.
very much, Betty and Lori, for that very wonderful piece. It's now time for all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message. Now is a good time to bring up your mighty mites as well. The children's sermon today is presented by Pastor Jay. You guys can turn around and face me today. Okay, all right. So, did everybody have a good Christmas? Oh, good. Okay. So, what is the holiday that comes up right after Christmas? Keenan? Valentine's Day. You're right, but it's even before that. New Year's, yeah. So, it's New Year's, okay? So, every, uh, well, every year, um, we begin a new year. This last year was 2017. Uh, this year coming up is going to be 2018, which is just crazy, okay? And what a lot of people do, and maybe some of you do too, I'm not sure, okay, is you make something called a resolution. Do you guys know what a resolution is, like a New Year's resolution? Cordell? A change? Yeah, something that you promise yourself that you're going to do, okay? So it could be anything from uh, you want to read more, or you, uh, you want to eat healthier, or you want to exercise more, or whatever the case is, okay? But what we're going to be talking about in the sermon today, guys, okay? What we're going to be talking about in the sermon today is a resolution, perhaps, something that we can ask God that we can be confident of the fact that we are going to get a return of 100% on, and we're going to be talking about faith, Okay? and how the disciples, all right, when they were with Jesus, had asked him, Lord, increase our faith, okay? And so we're going to ask God to do that here today uh, and to talk about uh, how that affects us, okay? All right, will you guys put your hands together and repeat after me? Dear Jesus, thank you for being God with me. Please, Lord, Increase my faith in you. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for coming up. You guys can go back and sit with your folks. The epistle reading is... From Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir 
through God. This is the word of our Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present Jesus to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. This is the gospel of our Lord.
Please be seated. Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for our message today is from Luke chapter 17, verses 1 through 6, and I will read that here for us today. It says, Jesus said to his disciples, Things that cause people to sin are bound to come. Woe to that person through whom they come. It will be better for him to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around his neck than for him to cause one of these little ones to sin. So watch yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. If he sins against you seven times in a day and seven times comes back to you and says, I repent, forgive him. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. And he said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. So far the text for this morning. It's that time of year again, New Year's resolutions. All right, so what are we going to get better at? What are we going to do? Are we going to read more? Are we going to lose weight? Are we going to eat better? Are we going to, what are we going to do? Well, I did some research and I found the, uh, the top five New Year's resolutions. Okay? 37, uh, the number one, 37% say that they want to stay fit and be healthy. Number two, 32% say that they want to lose weight. Number three, 28% want to enjoy life to the fullest. The fourth, 25% want to spend less and save more. And number five, 19% spend more, want to spend uh, more time with their family and with their friends. All seemingly good things that we should want to aspire to, or at least want to make our New Year's resolutions. And I'm sure that some of you have thought of some other ones that are particularly perhaps more specific to you that you would like to do or to be or to accomplish in this next year. But then I read a very troubling statistic with regards to these New Year's resolutions. It said that only 8% of people actually achieve their resolution. 8%. You can go down to Macy's and get a shirt that's 10% off, and that's a greater percentage off than you, than, statistically than you and I have of keeping our resolutions. So I thought about it, and I thought, you know, we need something that gives us a higher percentage. We need something that gives us perhaps even a 100% return on our resolution. And so as I thought about that, I thought about this text from Luke chapter 17. And so right after Jesus has explained to his disciples that if somebody sins against you, it doesn't matter how many times in a day, and they come back to you and ask you for forgiveness, you are to do it every single time, no questions asked. 
But it was the disciples' response that I wanted to make particular mention of for us here this morning. They say to him, Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. And so the question becomes, how can this be done? How can we increase our faith? Well, first of all, it's important for us to understand that this cannot be done by us alone. It's exactly why the disciples asked Jesus to increase their faith, because they know that they can't do it. They know that by themselves and left to their own devices that this task, this resolution will not be able to be completed. Perhaps to put it in a little bit more perspective, they have less than an 8% chance of achieving this. And so again, the question becomes, how can this be done? Well, in some ways, very simply, use the gifts that God has given you. And I'm not talking about spiritual gifts. I'm not talking about your gift of being nice to people. I'm not talking about your gift of of perhaps being a good listener or a good encourager. No. Talking about gifts, these things called the means of grace. Ways by which, the ways by which God gives to us grace. Prayer and His Word. You were expecting something else, maybe. No. Prayer and his word. Luther writes so very well about this. He says that prayer is what protects us. It's our protection. It's our armor from the devil, the world, and our sinful nature. If we don't pray every day, and if we are not praying a lot, Every day, our protection gets lower and lower and lower and lower. You will find that that the things that you are tempted by, that you fall into them more. You will find that whenever Satan fires his fiery arrows at you, that you are more apt to get hit. Now, this is not to say that bad things are not going to happen. No, we know that. We know that suffering and terrible things will happen in, on this side of heaven while we are still here. But prayer provides us protection. It provides us with, our, with the ability from God, through His Son, to be able to have that armor on us. This is what Luther says. He says, Let this be said as an exhortation to pray, that we may form the habit of praying with all diligence and earnestness. For next to the preaching of the gospel, whereby God speaks with us and offers to give us all his grace and blessings, we're going to get to that in just a minute, the highest and foremost work is indeed that we in turn speak with him, through prayer, and receive from him. Moreover, prayer is in truth highly necessary for us, for we must, after all, achieve everything through prayer. 
to be able to keep what we have and to defend it against our enemies, the devil and the world. Whatever we are to obtain, we must seek here in prayer. Therefore, prayer is comfort, strength, and salvation, our protection against all enemies and our victory over them. Please do not mistake this as me just sort of candidly telling you this. Pray, folks. Pray. A lot. Pray often. Pray daily. It doesn't have to be some super fancy prayer. Sometimes all that it is is, help, Lord. Help. The second thing. To use the second thing, uh, the, the second thing that he has given to us, his word. Scripture. And why? Because it is through this book, not just mine, but yours in your pews, the ones that you have out, the ones that you have in your homes, you hear God speak to you through this. If you want to know what God's will for your life is, look in here. If you want to know what God has to say about a particular situation, look in here. It is in his word that he speaks to us. Here is Luther again. He says, after all, no book, teaching, or word is able to comfort in troubles, fear, misery, death, yea, in the midst of devils and in hell, except this book, which teaches us God's word, and in which God himself speaks with us as a man speaks with his friend. Read the Word. If you want your faith to increase, and we all do, or at least I hope that we all do, otherwise I'm not sure what we're doing here, read the Word. Read it. Read it as individuals. Read it as families. Let's read it as a church body. Allow me to get very, very real with you for just a few moments. I did the math, and it's not that hard. We have about 200 or so on average that attend our church every Sunday, roughly. Guess how many come to adult Bible class? We have an average of about 12 out of 200. Folks, that's 6%. And so what does that mean? That means that going back to what we talked about before, you also have an 8% chance of flipping a coin 100 times and having it exactly be 50 heads and 50 tails, that you have an 8% chance of doing that. So, on an average Sunday morning, we have a less than 8% chance, less of a chance. It is more likely that I will flip a coin 100 times and get 50 heads and 50 tails, then we will, so far, of getting over 8% in our Bible class. And if you're not coming, if you have a family, if you're not coming, unless your kids can drive, they're not coming either. 
Let's ask the Lord to increase our faith. Increase our faith, Lord. Let us use prayer, which he has given to us. Let us use his word, which he has given to us. Let's get it up over 6%. I take seven. Prayer and his word. Prayer, protection from the devil, the world, and our sinful nature. And through his word, we hear God speak. We hear him speak to us. The words that he wants us to hear and to follow. Let us therefore follow the example of Christ, who constantly had the scriptures on his mind and in his heart, because he knew them. He had studied them who was always praying even right before he went to the cross. Even as he was on the cross. So in this new year, let's ask, God, let's ask for something that has a return rate of 100%. Ask the Lord, like, just like his disciples did, to increase your faith. Because there will be times in this next year where you will need it. This church body has already seen it with, the, with just the incredibly tragic passing of former members. Increase our faith, Lord. Ask Him to increase your faith because there may be someone that you need to forgive this year. Ask Him for the strength to do that, because depending on what the sin is, it could be very, very difficult. Ask him to increase your faith. Ask him to increase your faith, because with it, amazing things will happen. You will be able to forgive when it's hard. You will be able to weather the storms that come in your life in 2018. You will be able to trust God even when everything and everyone else is telling you not to. It will be amazing. Sort of like as Jesus tells his disciples, sort of like telling a tree to uproot itself and then now go plant yourself in the sea. Amazing like that. Because when you ask for that, when you ask the Lord to increase your faith, it is guaranteed that you will receive a return of 100%. This is exactly why Paul says in his letter to the Philippians, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That does not mean that if you go climb a mountain without a rope, that he will somehow protect you if you fall. No. But what it does mean is that if you ask him to increase your faith, he will. He will. Because he has promised to do that. It is a return of 100%. And so we'll, let us ask God for that now. Heavenly Father, we pray to you that for all of us, for myself, that you would increase our faith, Lord. 
Help us to pray more. Help us to be in Your Word more. Because, Lord, we know that it is through these means, these means of grace that You have given to us, that You have promised that return of 100%. Help us as a congregation to be in Your Word more. Help us as families, as individuals, to pray more to pray for ourselves, to pray for our families, to pray for our loved ones. Lord, may we seek you. May we seek you, and we know, Lord, that when we seek you in your word, that we will find you. That the door will be opened to us. Lord, that you have promised to increase our faith, and through these means that you have given to us, you promise to do that. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith, and we do so using the Apostles' Creed, as it is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. At this time, we'll collect our tithes and offerings. Uh, you'll notice that in the pew in front... Sorry. Uh, the back of your bulletins have your sign-in sheet. Uh, if you would just fill that out uh, and then tear that off and then set it along the inside aisles there so, so the others can pick it up after church. Again, if you are a family, you only have to fill out one of those sheets. We collect our tithes and offerings.
more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace and dedicated to the glory of God. Today's message is Children of Promise, guest speaker Reverend Dr. Anthony Cook. Our identity as God's children encourages us to live in His grace and embrace the freedom Jesus won and to resist the ways of the world that strive to keep us kept. These broadcasts are made possible by the donations to the broadcast ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. We now rejoin the congregation during the worship service. Our prayers this morning, we have a few folks that we want to remember. Uh, first of all, for those on our health list, for Melba McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Ella Kleibaker, Flora Oberman, Landreth Worm, Dana Robb, Erwin Kruger, Ernest Shane, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Orrin Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Dan and Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Karen Kleibaker, Jeannie Stoltz, Marjean Clanton, Becky Morgan, Susan Stark, Wayne Towers, and Herschel Worm. Also for the Luft and Senzi families upon the death of Lisa, Brianna, Aria, and Selena. Also for the family of Ernest McBlair, uh, Kevin McBlair's grandfather who passed away this past week. We also give thanks to God for 70 years of marriage for Elmer and Norma Kaiser coming up on January the 4th. We go to our Lord in prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For the year that is almost over and thanksgiving to God for all the good we were permitted to give and receive, let us pray the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the year that is almost here, that God would continue to watch over us and bless us, and that he would give us opportunity to serve our neighbor and tell others the good news of his Son, Lord, in your mercy. For patience and vigilance, as we await the return of Christ, that God would keep us ever faithful and ready with our lamps burning, 
always awake and ready, Lord, in your mercy. For our government, military, first responders, and all who serve us in the civil realm, that they would use the authority and responsibility given to them to serve God's, to serve God as they protect the innocent and provide for those who are in need. Lord, in your mercy. For those who do not confess the faith, that God would give them the opportunity to hear the gospel and believe, and that they would always be ready to give an answer for the hope that is within us. Lord, in your mercy. For those who are sick, lonely, and in mourning, especially, Lord, we pray for the Luft family and the McBlair family, that God would grant them healing, help, consolation, and the sure and certain knowledge that nothing can separate them from his love in Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. We especially give you thanks, Lord, for all those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries this week, especially for Elmer and Norma upon celebrating their 77th wedding anniversary. We pray that by your Spirit that you would enable them to remain faithful to one another and to the vows that they have made. Uplift them in their love for each other, and especially their love for you. Lord, in your mercy. For those who come to this altar, that the body and blood of Christ would keep them firm in the one true faith to life everlasting. Lord, in your mercy. All these, things and what, and all these things and whatever else you know that we need, we are bold to ask you, Lord, because you have made us your people and members of your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we might be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing.
we pray together the prayer that our Lord gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communing, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. And with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament and under the form of the bread and wine. I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith in life. <clears throat> Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Our communion hymns today are Chief of Sinners, Thou I Be, on the Luther Service Book, page 611. Jesus, come today with healing on page 620. O Lord, we praise Thee, 617. And let all together praise our God on page 389.
Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and his joy. Amen. Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us to this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Our closing hymn is Lord Dismiss Us With Your Blessing on page 924 of the Lutheran Service Book. to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, 
we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.christatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been partners. special welcome again to all of our guests and visitors. We are, we're very glad that you were here with us to worship today. Uh, one note that I forgot to mention uh, during announcements at the beginning of the service, uh, in, as it is New Year's Day tomorrow, the office will be closed and then reopen again for regular hours on Tuesday. Uh, and in that light and in that spirit, may God bless all of you in this coming year uh, and have a very, very happy New Year.